Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends. It's the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me as always are my good, 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 good buddies, Eddie Guevara, Chuck Caputo, and Sherry Caputo. What's up, everyone? All right. Hello, hello. All right, all right. everything's good. All right, man. So welcome back, everybody. Want to give a shout out to everybody out there listening to us on whatever platform you got on your phone or computer or however your rock, I don't know, your piece of paper, however you're listening to us. Thank you for joining us each and every week. And if this is your first time hearing us, welcome to the podcast. We come out every single week. And hey, we also have a really cool website, houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum site there, which is really cool. You can meet a lot of like-minded individuals, post some of your favorite collectibles, and just have a good time. You know, it's just a, a cool place to hang out. And if you like what we're doing on the show and you want to hear some different stuff, that's the place to let us know. And if you want to be a guest on here, you don't have to be like a, you know, top professional in your field or, you know, some kind of expert, man. All you got to do is just be a fan and, you know, want to talk about the stuff that you like, whether it be comic books, movies, magic, toys, you know, whatever, man. Just hit us up on House of the Unusual to let us know and uh, we'll get you on the show. All right. So anyways, that's all I got on my end right now. Uh, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about a few other little things. But first off, I want to talk to Chuck and Sherry and see what's new with them. So what's up, you two? Hey, hey hi guys. All right, yeah, we've been keeping very busy doing a lot of shows, and mm. we filmed uh, two Chuck's corners in the uh, storage facility, which looks like a our first time. Yeah, like it looks like a magic shop. So they'll be coming out shortly. Make sure you stay tuned for them uh they're going to be in queue so they'll be coming out next week and the following week the first two and eddie put on for my single oh piece. that's right that's right yeah there's a video out on youtube under house of unusual of my sea monkey progression from baby to adulthood <laughs> <laughs> i posted it on the house of unusual uh site of the forum the forum yeah. so i also did a video this morning to show how big they're getting oh did they get it's really big. cute it's a real short uh video for that one from morning yeah. and it's about 40 seconds long but you'll see i think it's a couple so cute. i think a couple of those are getting a little too chummy i don't know yeah, there, there might i be think babies. spring is sprung yeah. <laughs> Why, why they better be having jobs in there you better tell them if they're adults they got to have jobs can't just stay around the house all day well you one of them already is a magician isn't it <laughs> right. yeah we got to keep them busy and you know get them yeah out. listen um if you guys could play around with the phone because you're coming out with a lot of like echo and, and it's it's getting like we, we can't hear you oh um, really yeah it's now good. now you're good yeah just okay. basically see where you see the most bars okay uh, let okay, no, I was going to say, uh, the thing that's interesting is, and this is really good, though, when you're talking about the sea monkeys, uh -huh. is I, I saw the thing, and, and what really blows me away is the amount of hits that, sh that Cherry gets right away with the sea monkeys. I know, I got some sea monkey lovers out there. Yeah. <laughs> you had over 100 views at, at less than uh, two hours. And I, was I like, know, oh. look at that. Yeah, sea monkeys are quite, uh, quite the hobby, it's just I like know. magic, I guess. I'm right? so excited, it really <laughs> yeah. works. My question is, that, are they really coming to see the sea monkeys, or are they coming to see Chuck perform? 
Yeah. Uh, maybe him. Sea monkeys. One of them They're is called Chucky. Go, one go. of them is Chucky. So I wonder, you know. Oh yeah, they're all named after everybody here on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, one's an Italian-looking one. He has like a little goatee, a uh -huh. beard named Chuck. He's coming around. Yeah, and he he's, a, he's got a little magic uh, table he pulls around. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be something. That's huh? cute. Oh man, you know. We, yeah. Well, you know, for everyone out there that wants to see those videos, go over to our YouTube channel. Just search in House of the Unusual, and it'll pop up. And please subscribe to us and like our videos. And, you know, just real quick, if you want to start your own sea monkey journey and your own sea monkey family and really get into it and want to buy some different sea monkey stuff, calendars, coffee mugs, T-shirts, whatever, our buddy Todd Machen has a great website, c-monkeys.com, c-monkeys.com, and you could find all your, your sea monkey stuff there. There's some buttons there, um, the different feeds and all that, different aquariums, some combination yeah. packs, different bowls, a lot of cool stuff. So that's where you want to go find yeah. if you are interested in starting your own sea monkey family. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad that Todd is still keeping this tradition alive. Oh, I yeah, mean, wow. that was so sweet of Todd and Eddie sending that to me for Christmas. I love it. Yeah. You yes, know, thank uh, you, Todd, wherever you are out there. Yes, thank you, Todd. <laughs> um, the thing that's interesting about it is the fact that Mr. Todd there, um, I had some people go by his house, you know, threaten him and stuff because I didn't get my x-ray glasses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Like you guys got, so I had the guys go over there and they knocked on his door and, and they made him talk. And he said he had shipped it to me, but at the wrong address. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so they shook him down for no reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now well, the people that are going to pay are the sea monkeys. They'll have to pay yeah, for what they did to him, you know? That's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, we just got in, I guess, about 15, maybe 20 minutes ago. We took a 2.4 walk, a mile walk in the... Uh, in the local cemetery. Ooh. Yeah, we took our little uh, doggy chance. Not our dog, but our son's dog. Our son's dog. Since my daughter-in-law, the one that's having a baby in June, she was working. And uh, so we took him along with us for a walk. Yeah. Wow. You oh, know what, yeah. I, what, what I wonder, Chuck and Sherry, with, say you're, you're walking through, and this would be a good question for Mike Mesmer out there. So, Mike, if you're listening, you know, we want to hear your answer to this, too. So, if you're walking around a cemetery and say you go there maybe one time or even a few times and you start getting a little bit more familiar in the area, you know, spirits are starting to recognize your face and your energy. And they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> these two, you know, Chuck and Sherry have been here a few times, you know, walking yeah. their little dog and all that. Maybe we're going to walk with them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe one or two spirits start walking behind you and, you know, every different time, you know, the spirits are like, hey, that looks pretty cool. We're going to come join them. And you might have like 20, 30 spirits behind you yeah. <laughs> following you around the cemetery, you know, but you would never know if, you know, if you couldn't see them. Like Fright Night. Yeah, but you got to wonder, you know, if, if you have some spirits following you around, you know, yeah. getting their exercise too. So, Mike yeah. Mesmer, if you're listening, man, I'd, I'd like to hear what you think about you know, that. If, you know, if we start getting really familiar at cemeteries or we, we put out this energy there if we would start getting you know these spirits walking with us or you know just kind of hanging out near us and if there is such a thing as getting more familiar with the area where these spirits would start to recognize you and say hey you know chuck and cherry's been here a pretty 
pretty many times. They seem like pretty cool and hip people. You oh, know, we're yeah. gonna hang out with them. You know, I'd be like Joe, the pipe, I'd be like the Pied Piper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was gonna say, you watching too many of those uh, Walking Dead movies? There you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If you start point. seeing zombies, then you know you might have to run. Yeah. You know what's really weird and so cool is um, we walked about the same path all the time, pretty much. And we love reading all the different headstones. We saw, you know, they're Irish, they're Italian, whatever. And it's so weird because there'll be names that we've never seen before and they're not new. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they pop like, up. I said, I never saw that Simmons so, guy there or whatever. You know, it's it's really wild. As much as we well, walk yeah. there. Well, you know what? I got to tell you guys something. I just came from St. Augustine, the oldest city in America. Ooh, yeah. Also filled with foot tours. In mm -hmm. fact, every single place in St. Augustine, like the Ripley's, believe it or not. Now, they told me, which I didn't know, that this was the first national official Ripley's. And what I mean official Ripley's was the first stationary Ripley's, believe it or not. Ooh, uh, wow. They had tents before that, but the first building actually is the one here, which you can tell you the building's like 200 years old. So they have the Ripley's mm -hmm. ghost tour. They have the Lighthouse ghost tour. They have the city of St. Augustine ghost tour. This a ghost tour for every single attraction. Wow. Uh, going up, when you're going up the, of course, I only made it to the first floor of the lighthouse because mm. it's too tall and I don't like the heights. So my, bro <laughs> my brother went up all the way to the top, right? Yeah. So the thing that's funny about it is that it shows a silhouette of a guy in the first floor and it says, the only photograph meaning of the guy with the beard that they have is the silhouette because the guy, they don't have any photographs of him. The guy who actually, I think, was the original person who kept the lighthouse order. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. So my brother, you know, has no hair and stuff. He shaves his head and stuff. So mm -hmm. I said, I kept joking with him. I said, I think what happened because him and his wife went upstairs and when they came back down, they couldn't walk. It's 219 <gasps> stairs. And, and, you know, so his wife was like, my legs are shaking. And I thought it was kind of funny when we came out of Ripley's, believe it or not, I have a back problem. I'm sitting in the thing after five hours. I can't, whatever. So me and the wife get out and we're walking like the, <laughs> the walking dead, you know? Zombies. <laughs> and, and, and it was like walking, walking, walking. And um, uh, Chuck, I think you guys are bringing in uh, feedback there. Oh. Yeah, move, move the move the Are phone. You okay now. How about now? Can you guys hear me? It's it, I'm hearing the feedback. So how about over here? Um, it's still I don't know. Somebody has feedback. Are you next to a speaker? No. No, we're pretty good. Let's move it around a little bit. How they about we're too close? How about now? I'm trying to get it just right. Huh? That's not us. Now it's worse. Is that you? Is yeah, that, you? that sounds even worse now. It sounds like you're inside the uh, the static on the TV. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That might be me. That might be me. I'll be back. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Jason left on. Hey, what's up, Jason? Oh, I know what it is. I'll be back in a minute. Let me throw this headset in the garbage. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's the ghost of Jason. There you go. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Those are the ghosts from St. Augustine that came on board. No, but anyway, the thing that's funny that I was going to say to you guys, I kept joking with him, and I kept saying, hey, you know what I think the problem is? I think the problem is that Joseph, when you were going up the stairs, the light keeper was making its round coming down the stairs. <laughs> you went through his spot, through his spirit body, took his hat. And now, as you're sleeping in the bed and everywhere you're going, you feel like somebody touching your 
head. And the glide keeper wants his hat back. The, the reason I said that to him, because he, you know, it was kind of funny. He was, uh, he was sleeping, but he was like half awake, half asleep in the hotel room. And I went up to him and I saw him because I heard he was snoring. So I kind of went up to him and I bent down and I gave him a kiss, right? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. And this is kind of funny because he's my little brother. Of course, I'm 18 years old. And so, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. So I, I, he's sleeping. And then all of a sudden, um, he noticed it. But I, I guess he stays. The next day he goes, were you hovering over me last night with a flashlight? Uh, so I started the joke. No, that was the light keeper. He wanted his hat back. I'm trying to see if you're wearing it. Yeah, but you know what, Joe? You got to come to St. Augustine. And I think that would be the place. It'll fit you like a glove. So yeah, St. Augustine would would be cool. That would. I, be I tell you what, while you guys were talking, I I jumped onto the forum site at House of the Unusual. And I'm checking out that video. Those things look like giant like jumbo shrimp in there. Aren't <laughs> they are, huge? Those they things are so huge. Big. I know. Did you see the two connected? Yeah, that's what, yeah. I'm looking at it now. How we just went across the screen. I'm like, what? Yeah. In I'm like, what so are they crazy. doing? All connected over there. Uh -huh. Spring is in the air, Joe. <laughs> You I'm know, telling you, those things are ginormous. Were, mine never, well, mine didn't last that long, but they were like little specks. Those are like, those are grown adults. They're like, I think, lifting weights in the, you know, the bottom. <laughs> They're like so, waiting for Sherry to throw in the steak and potatoes for the muscle food. That's yeah, the I protein mean. shakes. <laughs> you got it. My That's question cool. is, Sherry, how long has it been since you initially put them in? Let's see. It's been over a month. How maybe it was they grew that big already? Yeah, they're they're big. Yeah, they're getting really big. They might be taking over the house soon. <laughs> yeah. there, I have to build a bedroom for them. Is there anyone with no hair on top? That might be the Joe one, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Joe. Yeah, those things are absolutely, absolutely huge. I see a few, looks like a few small ones. Yeah. Too, but they're mostly very big. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. great. How, now, how many times a day do you feed them? Or when? Oh, when no, how often once, do you feed them? Once a week. Oh, once, once a week? week? Yeah. Very small amount. You yeah. just drop oh. a steak and a potato in there <laughs> and some, some and protein powder. To, yeah, they go to town. I think the My one named gosh. Chuck, I think the one named Chuck likes spaghetti. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck throws a ball of spaghetti and meatballs in there. It just looks like a big smorgasbord oh, of food. Uh, and next thing you know, the next day it's completely gone and you have your sea monkeys in. There. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know, I was gonna tell you, Sherry, you should do weekly uh updates on that because the people are really tuning into you on that for some reason. Yeah, possibly. Um, That'd be cool. And I told they're Todd, loving the sea monkeys, man. Yeah, yeah at least I, a couple I, weeks. I told Todd about that idea and said, Eddie, there's so many people doing the sea monkey stuff, but for some reason it's really helping us because it's uh they're getting they're getting a lot of views. And uh you know something, Joe? The funny thing, uh when I was thinking, Joe, everything that I saw in St. Augustine reminded me of you. Uh because it's so much to your liking in that place. Oh wow. It's very it, cool. It's really, really cool. Aw. Yeah, I would love to get down there one day, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard to get out of the the city that I'm in. <laughs> I tell you, what, the last couple of weeks have been just completely hectic and yeah. almost overwhelming, and it doesn't look like it's it's stopping until the end of next week. So oh, maybe that's when I need to just go down to St. Augustine, and well, well, wouldn't it be nice to just lay up on the beach, man, with a cold yeah. beer and a cigar and yeah. nice. You know, horror magazine and, and, <laughs> and just, just relax, well, man. <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing was, Augustine is just how old of a city it is. Uh, it was kind of funny because my uh, son goes to me. You know, it's funny. This is all Spanish. 
because it was built by mm -hmm. the Spaniards and, and there's not one single Spanish in town, right? <laughs> it was kind of funny, but I'm going to tell you, Joe, you would really, I think you would really enjoy that as much as when you go to uh, the Chilla Theater, or not Chilla Theater, the Monster Pool. Monster Bash. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you what, man. Speaking of Monster Bash, they put out the schedule for this no, this June. June. So for, well, real quick to touch on it, but I don't want to go into it. And people are like, what the heck's he talking about? So Monster Bash, if you go to monsterbashnews.com or you could go, uh, you could find them on Facebook or you could also go to um, Creepy Classics. Uh, just type in Creepy Classics and it will, will pop up. Yeah, creepyclassics.com. But so it's just a classic horror and sci-fi convention they have twice a year, June and October. And it's very family-oriented, family-friendly. A lot of really cool people. Chuck and Sherry went there last year. We, we all had a blast watching some old cartoons yeah, and all it, that. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this year is... Um, June 16th through the 18th, they have, it's at the, the Marriott Pittsburgh North, and they, they do have the full schedule out, which is, I mean, I'm going to tell you what, I'm, I'm very excited about this. One of the things I love is kind of like the traditional stuff they have on the first day um, at 9 a.m., the 16 millimeter film of Monsters We've Known and Loved, which is kind of like a, it's a 1964 documentary on on the horror movies, some of the, the info is outdated and it's kind of, you know, incorrect, you know, cause we've learned a lot over the years, but it's really fantastic. And then uh, there's uh Henry hall or Cortland hall and uh, bill diamond from the witches dungeon. They do a little talk, which is, is great. But then we got like Frankenstein 1970, um, the bride and the beast from 1958, the man who turned to stone 1957, um, we got author Frank Delastrito is going to do a talk and, you know, of course they have a huge dealer's room with, with tons of, of great mm -hmm. stuff in there, you know, collectibles, movies, posters, uh, all that stuff. They have the, um, one of my favorite things is on Friday nights, they do, they hand out free tacos. So at 1130, it's Mexican monster night with <laughs> the new invisible man from 1958, which you know, people out there have never seen these Mexican horror movies. You, you got to check them out because you are in for a treat. And then, uh, you know, there's a late movie that goes on to about two, three in the morning. And then Saturday, which was Chuck. And, I think Chuck and Sherry's favorite time was the, I, the Saturday morning cartoons and cereal. Yeah. Yes. I, I tell you what, Joe, that really probably was one of my favorite times. That was I mean, so much fun. Yeah, the old cartoons, Scooby Doo, Scooby -Doo uh, the, Loops. Uh, the, the the Bowery Boys, and, yeah, uh, Three Stooges. Uh, oh. Yeah, I mean that was why just watching those old cartoons, especially with a lot of other fans, and getting to eat your cereal while you're watching oh, it, yeah. and man, it, it's just such a good time. But then right after that, they have you know they continue on with different shows different movies there's um question and answers like beverly washburn she's coming on at 11 o'clock that day um i tell you what who else is cool is stan gordon he does a lot with uh, uh pennsylvania cryptids he's coming in to do a talk oh, oh i know him yeah yeah there's some game shows and oh. then um in the evening they're doing um i believe it's at 10 o'clock i'm trying to to look here oh they're having daniel roebuck this this june too 
He's oh. going to be signing autographs and, and oh. doing a Q&A, which I, I can't wait to meet him. I've, I've yeah. he, And if anybody you know knows about Daniel Roebuck, he's a he is an absolutely huge, huge, huge classic, you know, monster. He's a monster kid through and through. You know, he if you just search him online and type in, you know, Daniel Roebuck collectibles, you could see his his old collection, which, you know, he, he went through some some personal stuff and had to auction a lot of it off and lost a lot of it. But mm-hmm. he's a monster kid through and through. And then at 1015 on Saturday, they have the outdoor movie where they put out this huge projector and they're going to play the monster that challenged the world from 1957. So, you know, you could bring your own chair, sit out there and and watch the movie Under the Stars. And, you know, movies just go on. It goes on to late night also. And then Sunday, you know, if you're still there, there's a church service in the morning. They start off with some, you know, little rascals, our gang shorts, <laughs> uh, some more movies. And then they have, um, which is really cool, and I can't wait to see this at 2.30 p.m. on Sunday, they have a Q&A with Lynn Lagosi, who is the, uh, the granddaughter of Bela Lagosi. Oh, look at that. So that is going to be really cool. I'm very interested to hear what, what she has to say. And a lot of the movies and, and TV shows this weekend or that weekend will have to do with Bela Lagosi, too. So cool. Don't want to miss it. It is a great time. Chuck and Sherry, I mean, do we have not not have a great time? Fun oh, time yeah. last year when, was uh, when is just it a blast. We did. Joe, it's uh, June 16th through the 18th. It's a weekend, obviously, right? Right, yeah. yeah it goes to, from Friday morning till uh, Sunday, like late afternoon, early evening. I tell you the thing that really stood out, Joe, was the people are very nice. I mean, you know, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, the vendors to the regular, very approachable, uh, and yeah, talkative. you know what the people are talking of, they're very, yeah. very friendly. Great, yeah, it, it is, it's definitely a family oriented. And I tell you what, you could go up and even the main guy that runs it, Ron Adams, yeah. you know, he, he runs hectic all, all weekend, and he's even said before he runs on, you know, one to two hours of sleep a night because he's yeah. just constantly going. And, you know, if you if you see Ron and you stop to talk to him and, and say hi or, you know, ask him about a movie or something, he won't hesitate to, you know, to talk with you about a movie or, you know, um, if you ask him a question about something horror, he just he, he loves talking, you know, classic horror and sci fi. And, you know, here's this man who's running racket all weekend, but always has time for for people there and to interact with the crowd and just you know, genuinely enjoys it. Yeah, that I'd say what the uh, friendliness of the people really stood out. Hey, one quick thing you did mention the Little Rascals, uh, which I'm sure the uh, podcast viewers know Robert Blake passed away. He was, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I guess he was the last uh, Little Rascal, I guess. Uh, Yeah, he's 80. Was he really? I believe so. Uh, No, Chuck, I think also the guy who played uh, Mr. White in Superman, he was also a Little Rascal. I'm talking about Superman, the one with uh, Christopher Reeves, right? Right. Or, jo- or are you talking about George Reeves? Uh, no, George Reeves is the original Superman from the 50s. The new one, that pay, uh, he played Perry White. Yeah, I think it was either uh, Spider-Man or Superman. No, Superman. Superman. The guy who played Perry White, he appeared in one of the Rascals. Oh, but, it, oh in the movies. No, not in the movies. The, the Superman he, movies? Right, the Superman movies. Yeah, okay. He, played, uh, he was the little guy who used to go, Yes, Mrs. Crabtree, and he was. I remember. Crying. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he stabbed Rascal too. Is he dead or I don't know. I don't know if he died yet. 
I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to look up. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to find it now. Was that a uh, Jackie Cooper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he passed away 2011. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Robert Blake might have been the last one. You know, uh, uh, quite a few of them died young. You know, uh, Darla. She was only about 47, 48, yeah. and she died. Uh, I love that kid they called Chubby. He was really cool. He had a glandular disorder. I think he died when he was only 18 or 19. Oh, my. In uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and Alfalfa died with a, a, a gunshot. A gun. uh, yeah. $5 so, they owed him. <laughs> yeah, there were there was tragic ends to quite a few of them. That's uh, a shame. But that was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, series. I mean, I, I always enjoyed that. I, I do, too, especially watching it there with a couple people. And you know what? It's, it's really weird because... You just never know what type of crowd you're going to get there for the little rascals, and they, and they play it on you know 16 millimeter, which is right. really cool. But you know sometimes you might get five people in there because it's early morning, everyone's you know worn down and all that. Sometimes you'll get 30 people in there, but it's you know I'm always that's one of my I always try to make uh you know make it there to watch our game because it's it's one of my favorite and the Stooges. You know, they always play some Stooges shorts, too, on 16 millimeter and another one of my favorites. So that's something I always uh, try to make it there. Hey, uh, Jason, are you are you on now? I hope so. I hope so. Hey, there you are. What's up, man? How's it going? Not much. Good. Good. Sunny day. Beautiful out. Yeah. I know. It's, it's nice here, too. It, it almost, you know, we had snow on the ground this morning mm-hmm. when I got yeah. home from work, two, like about two inches. And when I woke up this afternoon, it's like springtime out. It's crazy. Yeah. I said, yeah. in one day, we go through the whole, whole all seasons. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, let me ask uh, Jason a question here because uh, this is up his alley. And wait till you hear this, Joe. Uh, really quick, uh, I'm hoping there's no snow because I do fly home tonight. But I wanted to ask you, Jason, <laughs> have you come across mm-hmm. any new novelties you acquired? Have you come mm. across any books, any karate manuals? Of the past that only Joe had, <laughs> the Joe kept for his secret collection of knowledge. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I was. Uh, I, I did track down a, a set of the the Weeder terror self defense books oh, uh, last get, couple okay. of days. Well, yep. you're gonna need between you and Joe. I, Chuck already kind of got a little glimpse of it, but I found him on this storage a little bit of us of some item that I actually reviewed. Oh. And one of them is a book from 1602. Wow. That's 1602. Oh, my. 422 <laughs> years old. Unbelievable. The other four books are from 1729. And then there's one. And you can wow. tell the skin is made of like parchment, like old parchment. Mm. I thought about you because it's up your alley. And then there is a review that I did with over 30 Super 8 and 8 regular, regular uh, eight. Reg, uh, regular eight millimeter films, and I actually had a projector that I turned on for the first time, a Kodak cinema projector from 1950s. Nice. My mm-hmm. surprise, the bulb worked, and I was able to actually play a Charles Chaplin movie. Before I put it on YouTube, I'm going to try to see if I can make it so you can see the film a little better. I actually played out the entire three and a half minutes of the 50-foot film. So wow. I know Joe is going to love that because it has a lot of the monsters, uh, films there that you love. And there's also two or three rolls that are 16 millimeter. I explained the difference where you would have in the silent 16 millimeters, you would have double 
the holes in each side. And when it was sound, you have the record and you only have one side, you know, the reels, uh, the holes, you know, that go around the sprockets of the, uh, hmm. of the, you know, projectors. But I think, Joe, you're going to really like that. Keep an eye out for it. It lasted 40 minutes. I might break it into two parts, but I think you're going to really love that. Man, I'll tell you what, those eight millimeter, uh, you know, the old projectors, that brings back memories. When I was a kid, my dad used to make movies, home movies out of the eight millimeter. And they were, they were great. Yeah, I mean, this point, yeah, this goes back to the probably early sixties when I was, when I was born and then all the way up to the mid seventies, we used to go places and they were just so cool. And uh, he had big floodlights for indoors. He had some kind of big lights because it was dark. Well, was dark. Eight, eight millimeters of the projectors that you see Honor House selling that for battery operated. Yeah. Uh, but in the seventies, like early 70s the super 8 started taking over super 8s came in later yes yeah, it's, right. it's really the difference it's just the size of the whole it's the same film i don't know why mm -hmm. super 8 became more prevalent than eight millimeter but that's the thing you can tell the eight millimeter has a, a hello control. and uh so yeah jason so you were saying bring it bring back a. you we lost you jason so you you came back i'm tough yeah i'm here Okay, so no, anyway, that's that's what we were asking to see. And I spent, um, if you hear about it, when I said the review of the films, and I did have a couple of books, and one of the, the oldest book of the bunch is 1602. Oh, my goodness. So, do you have to wear gloves with your hand like the pages at? I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I should. Those things should be in museums. I don't even know how I even have them open like that. Wow. Um, I should have wore gloves, but I can tell you, I have right now, and, I, and Joe told me it was this, because I called Joe this morning. I said, Joe, I can't breathe. I have asthma. He says, Eddie, that might be some of uh, Columbus's ashes. Because <laughs> the book is... What, what kind of book is it? It's a book that came out of Spain, and there's a famous uh, po poet guy from Spain it has the last name Quevedo, Q-U-E-V-E-D-O. And he goes back to like William Shakespeare. The guy's like from the early 1600s. And what happened is my brother's last name is Quevedo. Isn't that so? I acquired it because of that, you know, whatever reason. But the book, my friend, is so old. It, I mean, it's amazing. You touch it and you could smell the age on it. Wow. It's in really good condition for, it's 420 one year old, it's from oh 1602, so that's 421, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Joe, it's definitely up your alley, man. All you need is a steak, a coffin, <laughs> and you're all set, man. <laughs> I tell you what, man, talking about those eight millimeter films, th those are one of the things that I, I always look for when I go to, you know, Monster Bash or any type of other convention or the, the little eight millimeter, you know, film sets that were mostly castle films at the time right mm -hmm. and uh you know yeah they did change into the, the super eight but i love trying to find you know some of those old horror ones and you can find them usually pretty cheap however there are some that that go for um a good amount and, and it's mostly you know you start getting those familiar faces on the cover of you know bela lugosi dracula or mm -hmm. the Karloff frankenstein monster you know, you get some of those, they start going, you know, pretty high. Even, you know, the Lugosi car lofts, they go high. But mostly they, you could find them pretty cheap. You know, the Abbott and Costellos or some of the um, cartoon ones, you know, from Disney 
mm-hmm. but you, you know, they're just Joe, absolutely fantastic. I, I love the, you know, the, the front of them, the front of the packaging, it just, you know, how they look, you could either get some that are, you know, illustrated on there, or there might be a scene from the, the movie on it. It's, they're just very cool. I, I, I love the, I just love them. They almost look like little posters of, of the movie in themselves and they just really pop out very colorful. Yeah, yeah Joe, Joe, I want to tell you, I did go over. You're, you're going to really like that review. At some, I do have a, probably another two or three canisters or more films. I just came across those. I just want to let you know you're going to really love them. They have the horror. They have the Frankenstein, you know, Bella the Ghost. You're going to love them. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, I don't know if you ever – and, you know, I'm going to try to look because I remember having a couple of the original battery-operated 8-millimeter projectors. They used to play those 50-foot films. And I, I'm very surprised with the film review that I was doing. A lot of the films, when I opened, I found the original catalogs inside the films that showcased the films you could order. So I got excited about that find. Yeah, you know, I do have an original 8-millimeter projector still in, in the box. It's obviously been open, and um, but the box is, is very beautiful, too. And I tell you what, it's it, it's crazy. It still works, you know, after all these years. Oh, they were supposed yeah, to show, you know, the how they were made. Oh, they were wow. they were made to last. You know, when my dad yeah. passed away in 1992, my mother had a whole bunch of 8-millimeter home movies. And so she took it to a company somewhere and had it put to a transfer to a VHS. Now, it would be nice to put that into like a DVD now, but uh but it was really cool. Of course it was it was all well, silent. It was silent, but it was neat. Well, the thing that I found most interesting about it is when I turned the projector, the light went on. How the heck do you have a light from a 60-year-old projector? Yeah, it's amazing. Actually working. Wow. That, that blew my mind. And then when I started playing it in the thing there, I could <laughs> smell the burnt rubber. <laughs> but but that was just because it hasn't been open in years, but it worked fine. Uh, I was careful that the film, I, I tried a Charles Chaplin film because I wasn't going to try the Dracula one. Or th- there's, there's such a great part of that collection. I think Joe is going to fall back. And there's a good chance his wife is going to have to revive him with some. Oh yeah. Once he sees that, yeah. and and uh, Jason, uh, are you into old films? Um, I well, funny story. I lucked across an old projector one time in in a film or two, and I was excited to try it because I hadn't hadn't seen a film projector since when I was a kid, and my dad used to show the uh, Laurel and Hardy films. And I powered it up and got it running. And then I looked back two minutes later and there was film all over the place. Oh. <laughs> it was just, it was just oh. unspooling onto the floor. And it was like, oh, this is why we don't use these anymore. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They would go on the floor or sometimes it would jam and the bulb would mm. burn the film. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That would be flipping you, out. You oh. cannot hold it stand still. If you stand, you know, like hold the frame still, it burns right through within 30 seconds. It burns. Uh. Burns right through. My dad was screaming already. He goes, move that thing. He's pulling. <laughs> but Chuck, I tell you what, when you were at Monster Bath last year and there was a few um, few TV shows or films on, on real, is that not like the best way to watch? In my opinion, I think that's like the coolest way to watch these old films is, oh, is on – yeah, definitely. You know, on a reel, and it's it's just I don't know. It just having just hearing it in the background just really adds to you know that time frame when the movie came out. Oh, I, I agree with you one hundred. I, I I absolutely love it, and you know my good buddy of mine, he's in his eighties right now, and he was a big you know film and movie buff, and 
we kind of meet up, you know, try to meet up once a week to talk, you know, have coffee and talk about old films or watch some old serials or whatnot. But, you know, he had some projectors that he's trying to get get working again. And, you know, over the years, he, he hasn't messed with them for, you know, decades. So he, he kind of doesn't know how to do them. And I, I'm I don't know what to do with, you know, projectors. I know there's people out there that specialize them, but right. I always thought it'd be really cool to have a nice, you know, classic horror movie from like the 30s or 40s. Mm, that would be cool. Put it on a projector and then in the fall, you know, watch it outside, like, you know, on the garage or something <laughs> that like that. That would be cool. I mean, how cool would that be? Just that, that whole atmosphere of, you know, the, the fall, you know, and just this horror movie outside with, with everything, the nice, you know, cool breeze and, that would just be a really, it would really it's set the mood. Man. Yesterday when I put that projector on, it brought me back to my childhood. And believe it or not, Joe, it, it sounds crazy, but I was able to thread it. I had no problem. Uh, it, it was just like, and here's the thing I was going to tell you. I have about seven projectors. One of them is a 16 millimeter one, like the ones they used to use in schools, Chuck, when we were young. Oh, I, yeah. I remember. They would come with those films that were like 400 feet, the giant films. Yeah. That was about 20 minutes worth of film. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Joe, we got to bring you up to par in that, buddy. We got to bring you some gifts, man. Hey, I always take uh, anything for horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, though, you know, they're, they're really, you could find them at conventions, but they're really getting harder to find. So I don't know if, you know, people are, are, you know, collectors that have them are just keeping them or if when they go to shows, they're just selling that fast. Because I remember years ago, you could you could find them, you know, by the boxes, almost like when you go in and look, you know, people have their VHS tapes and they have, you know, two or three boxes of them. You know, that's how the eight millimeter and Super 8 used to be. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's getting harder to find, and it's really making me mad because I want more rates and eight millimeters. Now you want to, and especially to find them in a decent condition. You know, some of them are just are very rough, and you know, I'll even take a rough one as long as you know the the film's kind of salvaged, and you know, you could kind of see the the front of it. You know, there might be some water damage or something, but I I rather have that than. Than not have it at all. That haven't, you know, Joe, I have a 35 millimeter uh, metal uh, canister, like where the film goes, of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh. It, it's it's one of those original they used to probably play in the movie theaters, and then they chopped them up in pieces. And of course, they sell them. And I bought that many, many years ago. I paid, I think, $79 for it, probably 2002, 2003. And I bought it in Toy Shop Magazine. I need to find that. You just reminded me of that, Joe. Now that you said that, you reminded me of that. That's something that's going to be in my agenda now to find it. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to look around. We had a lot of cartoons. My dad had like uh, the Flintstones. I remember on, on eight millimeter hmm. and uh, boxing. We, you know, my dad liked boxing. He had uh, he, he was a big fan of Rocky Marciano back in the fifties. He had a lot of Marciano, Jack Dempsey. Uh, I, uh, it, was, it was neat. I have a, a Rocky Marciano sign. Uh, photo autograph uh real real photograph Ooh, wow um, he, he yeah, was i'm gonna i need to embrace huh he was probably the, one of the best fighters that ever lived i mean he had the perfect record for mm -hmm. 49 and 0 i believe uh, 43 knockout he was he was the only undefeated champ and uh he was unbelievable he's from brockton brockton uh, massachusetts yeah he, he was a very big uh sports figure in our home growing up 
I'm going to try to get a photograph of that truck in the next, well, I'm leaving today. Um, I'm going to try so I can send you the photo of that particular photo. But I, Oh, he died, so, in a, he died in a plane crash. He was a little, like, uh, he was in a little Cessna or something. And uh, he died in 1969, I believe. He was young. He was only, wow. he was only about 40, well, one, one thing I could also say to you, Ch- Joe, that you're going to really, really like is, over here in St. Augustine, every single place I walked in, there was old, those old-fashioned fortune-telling machines. Within a dollar, and, and then it would be inside a, a swami, whatever it was. There's yeah, some- th- those are – I love seeing those. And those are even getting hard to come by, too. And, you know, a few years ago, we found – which is really weird. Uh, this was maybe about five, six years ago at Barnes & Nobles. They had a – Remember the movie Big with Tom Hanks? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the the fortune teller that was that was on there. I can't remember the name of him. Zoltar? Zoltar. Zoltar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, so so Barnes and Nobles did their did a version of that. I don't think it's actually called Zoltar, but it might be Zoltan, you know, kind of a play on it. Is that but, is that a large one, Joe, where the full size head is inside the box? And no, no. Them? Okay. No, this one's only maybe about maybe eight inches, 10 inches tall. Okay. Okay. It's a pretty small one. It has a little button on the front and, you know, you could ask it a question and it'll give you, you know, a yes or no, like, you know, Zoltan does not see this in your future or something like that. But what's really weird is me and my wife will mess around every once in a while and we'll ask it a question. And it's very, I mean, it's weird because it's like almost like very accurate, like what it what, what it predicts. So I don't know if it's just like our, you know, yeah, you know, our minds playing tricks on us, or maybe this thing actually has, you know, knows what's oh. up, man. Well, Joe, your wife still works in Barnes and Noble, I guess, right? Yes. Okay, tell her they do have a little soltar that's about the size of a deck of cards, and it does talk as well, and it is called soltar. And they sell it in um in um I'm sorry they, they sell it over in uh in Barnes and Noble. I bought it about a year ago. The ones you're talking about, they made four different ones. I have all four. I was really a big fanatic for any time vending machines and stuff. But I I'm gonna try to see because I, I I know the one you're talking about. It does say Saltar on it, believe it or not. And my favorite one was the one with it's called the hypnotic eye. It had like a big giant eyeball. And and it's about eight inches tall, like you said, and it and, and it had the music, I you know, really really cool. But in other words, Joe, you can still get that small one, so you should look it because I think they have it still. Yeah, I got the big one, guys, where it was made by Jimmy about twelve years ago. It's it's the big Zoltan where the curtain opens up like he's inside of a big theater type of thing. It's it's it, it it's pretty large. Yeah, his his head is life size, and he'll. Does He'll, it still work? Yeah, his head will move back and forth. Is that going to go in your store? I'm going to try to put it in the store. <laughs> that, um, you know, Chuck, I, I bought that. I actually bought two of them. And then after I did, I paid $39 a piece. And I don't know what came over me that I returned both of them. Oh. I I want to shoot myself to this day because I've never seen them again. It's like very hard. And when they do come across, they're like $200. Yeah, those are really those are really neat. If I'm not mistaken, Eddie, it comes with a microphone because when I used to put on spooky shows for the kids, like yeah. like around Halloween time, uh, I'd hide around the corner, and you could speak through the microphone as a wireless mic, huh. and, and and his mouth would move with your voice coming through it. Right. So, 
You, you're good. correct. But that was the second version, Chuck. There's two yeah. versions of it. One talks by itself, and then you could buy the one. I didn't have the one with the microphone. I had the one that talks by itself. What? It was a nice, nice toy. I think Jimmy did a really good job on there. Well, if any, if any of you guys are interested, there is on eBay right now a rare 1969 Profitron Zoltan fortune teller for coin operated arcade. What's the price of her? What? $999.99. I'll buy it. That's really not too bad. With $305.71 for shipping. And it is just the, yeah, it is just the, um, I don't know if, if this was supposed to go onto a, a machine, but it's just the the kind of you know body of, of Zoltan with the the ball. You'll have to look at it, Chuck. If you if you just go on eBay and type in um, Zoltan fortune teller, it'll yeah. pop up. It's the most expensive one. The one that actually owned uh, Joe and Chuck and and Joe and Sherry, all those Joes. So there, there's so many Joes. <laughs> um, <laughs> David Harborsat actually in his collection, he had several of them. Uh, he's had every single one of them. He would buy them and then sell them for thousands. Um, but yeah, there was a time like fortune telling machines. If you look at the original Ghost Ship Times newsletter that I sent you, Joe and Chuck, mm-hmm. there's a whole section in there about fortune telling machines because uh, I did a big article on that back then. Oh, I uh, see the one you're talking about, Joe. I see it on eBay nine, right nine, now. Nine, 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 nine. Yeah, nine. was that supposed to go to a, a larger machine or? Yeah, I think it was. Guessing? Yeah, I think the guts are uh, guts are missing there. Yeah, that's mm. 1969. Yeah, so yeah, you whatever got... it is, you, you make the put the machine together, you build it. You know, <laughs> you got to wonder yeah. what happened with the rest of the the machine. Yeah. You know why the, why it's only that little you know part of it. If I don't know if maybe the machine got damaged or they just I don't know maybe took it out. Said oh, I'll just take this, you know, put it up on the shelf and you know screw the rest of. You know, you know when I was a kid, Joe, you know, about uh, Kenny Wood Park out here, they had a they had a penny arcade back mm-hmm. then, and they had a neat fortune telling machine, all kinds of neat things of that nature. That was a lot of fun. That was really cool. Yeah, I tell you what, this would be I don't know for anybody out there that's into you know arcade stuff or the fortune tellers, this would be a a pretty cool piece because it doesn't look very. Um, I mean, you could definitely tell it's worn, but the for the most part, the paint on it's still pretty nice. Pretty good. And, of course, the one thing that scared me at, at all the theme parks I went to when I was a kid was Laughing Cell. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the big... Yeah, you know something? Well, every, you know, when you're talking about Joe and all that stuff, whenever... And, and this is kind of interesting because I go into my um, cousin's house yesterday, and I was shocked. She's got a full-size asteroids machine, the vending ones with the money, you know? Wow. I'm like, where did you get this... And it, it kind of gets me mad, too, because there was one they were selling uh, me back, I don't know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And they were only selling it to me for $350, man. I'm talking about the real arcade ones that were in stores. And there was an arcade business going out of, you know, out of business. And they were selling all. You could get Missile Command for, I think it was $760. Uh, you could get Asteroids and, and uh, Space Invaders. I love The Asteroid was 369 because wow. I asked. And it was right next to my house. I could have thrown it in the car. My wife said, you're not getting that. <laughs> oh, you're not getting that. And I did it. Now I cry. Uh, yeah. I love invaders. Yeah, Space Invaders was neat. I think there's... And Centipede and, was my and favorite. Centipede. Oh, I love yeah. that. 
There's actually two places here in Pittsburgh, God willing, in the future. I, I was talking about uh, possibly going there with Sherry, oh, yeah? where they have just all pinball machines. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. old ones. We love pinball. Yeah, vintage ones all the way up to the current contemporary. Where's that at, honey? I think in Zelianople or something. Oh, okay. It That'd would be, be nice really cool to go there. I, you know, when you talk about pinballs, they had the haunted house pinball machine there. You remember that? Oh, I love that. I was asking for 945 for that one. Mm. And they... You can't get it for under seven, eight thousand dollars. Oh no! Why didn't I buy it? It's all Joe's fault. You know hey Chuck, you, Chuck on eBay they have a laughing cell. Really? And it's it's not the you know it, it looks like just a cardboard cutout. It says it's from a Euclid, Euclid Beach Amusement Park. Um, I'm trying to see how if they have it. It oh. is so it's a wood miniature. Six by four by one weighs 5.4 ounces, and it says it's the actual Euclid Beach laughing cell. Uh, oh, that says it's still in Cleveland, but um, it look, I tell you what, this looks pretty cool, and it says it was from 1998, but it's very freaky looking. Well, I don't know if anybody likes you know, laughing cell, this would be a really look. You see it, you see it up there. Chuck? Yeah, I think I see it. That's cool. Chuck wow. made one. Yeah, twenty-one dollars. Yeah, I did uh, build one, and um, yeah, you have it's one like built. It, it's like a miniature tabletop one, yeah. and uh, creepy man. They're just that thing is creepy. <laughs> they, they were made by the the Philadelphia uh, Toboggan Company. I oh. think I think it started back in the early '30s, and they were taller than you think. That the laughing cell figure was like six foot ten. Oh, wait a minute, that's a postcard. Yeah, uh, the Toboggan. Toboggan thing you're talking about is the ones that made the the for all the haunted houses, all the dark rides, they made the um the, the carts you sit in. What do you call that? The doom buggies. Right, right. So that, that company's out of Philadelphia, correct? Yes, that's out of Philadelphia. <clears throat> Toboggan, yeah, it's still in business, by the way. It's still in business, yeah. But they, they made the laughing sales and there's not many that that actually made it through, you know, uh, because most of the amusement parks went out of business and they put these things in storage and they just fell apart. Mm. Uh, some some theme parks caught on fire. So they did, there wasn't many that lasted. Kennywood still has theirs, right? Yeah, Kennywood Park here out here in, in Pittsburgh in uh, West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. They still have theirs. And creepy, creepy. You My know, I wonder, I wonder if, uh, do you guys remember Idora Park in Youngstown? No. No, it doesn't ring a bell. I wonder if they had a, a laughing snout cell. Now the place it you know, because you mentioned catching fire, but it it caught fire, I believe it was nineteen eighty four, and they lost a lot of their original stuff, and you know, everything was, was pretty much wooden back then. Right. But they did salvage, you know, a, a good majority of their their games and, and all that. I know a buddy of mine, he had uh he had a few of the games from there, some of the real old ones from like you know, the twenties and thirties. But you know, you got to wonder, you know, how much, you know, if they had a laughing cell there, if that was destroyed, or if they had a uh, a fortune teller, if it was destroyed, because I, I guess it was a huge sweeping fire, it took down a, a lot of stuff. So you know, and I'm sure a lot of um, amusement parks were like that because they were they were mostly wood, probably highly lacquered and all that, and you know, w would go up real quick in, in flame. So. It, oh, yeah. it, it sucks to think about the stuff that was lost in in, in fires like that. You know, oh, absolutely, yes. You got you got to see Joe, especially in your area. You might encounter a lot of those smoke shops and stuff in your area that have those things. We well, you know there there is an Idora Park um, 
museum that has a lot of stuff and i know the people that owned it are are retiring and i believe they're they're trying to work something out with the mahoning county historical society to transfer all this idora park stuff but there is a lot of you know we'll put it this way there's a lot of idora park stuff out there but people hold on to it and it's it's you know it's mostly older people and they hold on to it because you know of the memories that come with it and the memories of the park so it's very hard to find um idora Hmm. park stuff i know when my buddy was selling his stuff because he was getting older and his wife was sick, so he needed to to sell off the majority of his collection. Yeah. And he asked me about the Idora, and I said, you know what? I said, I, I really like it, but I, I have no place to put it in my house. And, you know, I'm very limited on, you know, I kind of just trying to stick with, you know, horror and sci-fi stuff. I said, there's somebody out there that would enjoy it more and appreciate it more than, than I would. I said, I, you know, I would take care of it and all that, but I don't remember Idora Park. I, I guess when I was there, I was like two or three years old with my parents. Mm-hmm. I said, but there's people there that, are, you know, people out there that are older that do remember it and would appreciate this. And it would probably bring back some good memories to it, you know, to them. So he did put it out for sale and everything went within a few days. I mean, good. Quick. it went so quick. I couldn't believe it. He had an actual uh, wooden plank from one of the roller coasters that, I mean, everything just sold so quick. It was unreal so there are there's people out there that that collect it but i'm sure all over the united states where you have all these little amusement parks you know that are are you know like in northeast ohio or where idora park was or wherever else there's still a group of people that have a fondness for those amusement parks and they collect you know all the the memorabilia that that comes with it you know they wouldn't go say hey you know you're not going to find someone in California, oh, no. that says, yeah, I want some Idora Park stuff. You know, they probably have their own little park there that they collect the same thing with people, you know, around here. And then, you know, you guys with what Kennywood and, you know, people yeah. on the East Coast with, you know, Coney Island, all that. So if you ever make it to Pittsburgh, the Heinz History Center, uh, downtown Pittsburgh, they opened up a few years back and they have a lot of memorabilia from, from Kennywood and all this stuff. They have a few of the roller coasters, yeah, uh, the Mr. Rogers neighborhood, the trolley. The trolley. Yeah. yeah, you know, someone had told me about that, and I, I haven't been able to make it out there yet, but it's it's on my list. I heard they have a ton of cool stuff there. The Mr. Rogers stuff would be really nice to see. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Joe, a so question. Cool. You, you couldn't convince your wife to keep that stuff in her side of the room if you took it? <laughs> I wish. No, I it, it wasn't coming here. It just wasn't. This stuff wasn't for me. No, it was somebody it was, else out there enjoyed it a lot more. You could have put it on your wife's side of the room and told her how nice it looks on her side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all she needs is a laughing cell over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> let, me, let, let me bring something up to the table real nice. It's funny. I'm going home with a bunch of stuff I bought. Oh. I bought so much stuff that I have an extra case that I have to actually put in the bottom of the plane. <laughs> it weighs so far 37 pounds. So I want you to think about this. I got so lucky that my wife happens to have to stay in my daughter's house tonight to take care of the baby tomorrow. So that means that her brother's picking me up. This means that she cannot see the box. <laughs> I have enough time to Just put it in the storage before she gets home. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. wow. Crime. Wow. Jason. Yeah? Where, where do you live? Uh, Canada. Oh, do you have, like, amusement parks up there? Uh, not not many. Um, I don't know why. I mean, we have Canada's Wonderland outside Toronto. 
but okay. it's it doesn't have any of the history that the ones in the U.S. have really. I think it was built much later. Okay. I, I think that the culture just wasn't there when the mm. those parks were being built. When we have Niagara Falls, and that's got some stuff going on, but the wax museums and that—that's pretty. Mm-hmm. Cool. You yeah. can always jump off Niagara Falls in a barrel. <laughs> I know a lot. I know a lot of people come over from Canada to. Um, What's at Cedar Point up in Sandusky? Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They get a ton there, and I'm sure there's some that that come over to the United States for some of the the closer attractions and all that. But yeah, the Canada side of Niagara Falls, they have a lot of cool wax museums. I remember going to one. I don't know, maybe 18 years ago, it had all um um like months like slasher for like Jason. It had Freddy. Yeah. Um, Leatherface, and it had Dracula, so all these monsters from movies in there. And I had this really cool poster, and I, I have it somewhere. I, I, I got to find it because it would be cool to frame. It's in black and white, and it's of all the monsters sitting at a at a table, like thirty of them. And there's like body parts everywhere. It looks like they're eating, but it's it's like a mashup of like the old monsters all the way through the 1980s. So it's pretty cool. I That's thought you were going to say they were playing poker like the dogs at the at the table. Yeah, really. But I tell you what, I was I was very um, disappointed in. I went to one of the um, oh, what the heck was it? It was like one of the haunted houses up there, and I'm like, man, I haven't been in a haunted house in a while. This is going to be really cool. And it was just basically one guy running around from beginning to end <laughs> doing all the stuff up there. I'm like. And I want my money back. This was horrible. I think there was like only three rooms of, of stuff in there, and it was just this guy, you know, running around at the end. You know, he's out of breath. And yeah, that guy, that guy deserved the money. He was working hard. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, he was out of breath at the end and everything. And I'm <laughs> Joe, like, oh, is this in Canada? Is this in the Canadian side? Yeah, Canadian side. You know, Joe, you should have you should have gone to the Chuckapoodles Wax Museum up there. The famous magician. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they couldn't find workers, huh? Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Or they just said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have this one guy's gonna do it all." But oh. hey, guys, we got about two minutes left here, so I'm gonna wrap things up. I want to thank everybody for coming out and playing with us tonight. We had a great conversation, some really cool stuff. A lot of memories come back, and I might have to go look at my eight millimeters after this and just <laughs> sit there and kind of stare at all the the artwork on them and everything and think about how cool it would have been to have been a child to to get one of these for christmas or something throw it on your your projector and and watch it on your wall because you know if you didn't have a tv or anything back then you know this would have been your your form of entertainment you know you set down your monster magazine and you threw on this you know castle films frankenstein and you know watched a few minutes of it in silence but you know a lot of cool memories with that and it's always cool talking about this stuff because it makes me even want to dig more into my, my collection and appreciate the stuff a little bit more. And um, so thank you guys for this conversation. It's been really fun and informative. Uh, all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, please subscribe to us. Give us a good five-star review if you're liking what you're doing out there. Also, real quick, which I forgot to mention at the beginning, Stupid Magazine came out with number eight. It's already shipped. I have mine in hand. I know a few other people have theirs in hand out there. But go to uh, stupidcomicsmagazine.com, and that's stupid spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D, stupidcomicsmagazine.com. Grab your latest issue number eight. 
absolutely fantastic. And uh, guys, that's all that I got for us. So Eddie, Chuck, Sherry, Jason, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for the great conversation. Hope everybody has a great week and I'll hear from everybody next week. So good night. God bless everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.